Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Barizaki. Growing in Grace, our weekly look into God's grace and love and how we grow in it and in our knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm Joel, the Breeze Man, Breeze and with me, Mike Kapler. We call him the Cap, and we're uh, getting together because God's grace is not just one subject of many that we talk about in the church, but everything in the Christian life is founded upon God's grace. God's grace is interwoven into everything, and so there's no way that we can talk about anything in Christianity and in our life in Christ without talking about grace. So, Mike, it's good to have you uh, with me as we talk this week about the love and grace of God. And experiencing this kind of freedom is just such an unbelievable thing. I chose a bad choice of words there. It is believable. All right, let's start again. Take two. Oh, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) It's so simple, though, that most people don't believe it. And and even a lot of Christians who call themselves believers and and who are believers uh, when it comes to um, uh, trusting in in Christ for salvation, I don't mean to, to imply that they're not believers. It's just that when we talk about this message of God's goodness, grace, and unconditional love and forgiveness for all our sins and this freedom that we have in Jesus, a lot of people have a hard time with it because we've been so indoctrinated and bound up with religious teaching that uh, quite often misses the whole point of the gospel. So if you're a new listener, welcome aboard. Don't get too shook up out there. But some of what you're going to hear on Growing in Grace is going to, in some instances, perhaps almost be the opposite of what you've been learning for years. And uh, you can check out some of our past programs at graceroots.org to find out more about what we're talking about on this program and future programs as well. Yeah, that's the truth. I remember one time I was uh, <laughs> I was sitting, well, actually several times in an old church. I remember taking notes as the pastor was preaching, and uh, the notes that I was taking... <laughs> were actually the things that I was writing were actually the opposite of what he was talking about and so and it was it was one of those things where I felt so free in Christ that what he was preaching just wasn't the gospel it was a mixture of of law and grace and it was a mixture of the old covenant and the new covenant and you just can't mix the two it was it was at the beginning of my stages of being freed up in Christ and I remember just feeling so awesomely wonderful uh and and free and writing all this stuff that was coming to me. Anyway, that one sticks out when you talk about, you know, it might be the opposite of what someone has has heard all their life. And, and a lot of it is, because when you mix law and grace, that negates the pure gospel of grace and truth in Jesus Christ. And so uh, we're focused on grace alone and preaching it. And uh, what we're kind of talking about the last few uh, weeks is, is faith, faith being what pleases God, uh, nothing else is able, to, you know, without faith it is impossible to please him, it says in Hebrews 11.6, and in fact we've been going through the book of, of Hebrews, and in, in, in particular chapter 11, talking about these people who are in the Hall of Faith, or the Faith Hall of Fame, as some people have called it. We got uh, to talking about Enoch last week, I think, and 
Noah is up next here. we got Abraham and Sarah and some others that we might get into as well. Uh, by faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. Now, as we've been talking about the last few weeks, what Noah did, it, it was important. We don't want to negate what it says here about what Noah did. But the, the point is that it's about faith. It was through faith that Noah did this. Without faith, Noah wouldn't have done these things. God could have spoken to, to Noah, and Noah might not have had faith, and he wouldn't have gone on to do these things. But it was because Noah believed God that he went on to do these things. And so it was his faith and not what he did. His faith was the foundation that caused him to do what he did. But it's his faith that really pleased God. You know, I believe it's possible, I could be wrong, but I believe it's possible that after God had approached Noah about the situation and building the ark and so forth, Noah could have gone on and built that ark and done it in unbelief. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, even though we see faith manifested here by his his, uh, trusting in what God had said, it is possible that people can, can give towards something outwardly without ever really having the right frame of heart. Mm-hmm. In other words, even even Paul in one of his epistles said, you know, there are people who will give, but they do it grudgingly. Don't do that. Yeah. That's not the, the proper attitude. That's not giving out of faith. And and I, I think that even though Noah and, and some of these other people in the faith chapter here, we, we see manifestations of faith, but coming back to what you were getting at again, Joel, not to minimize the importance of what Noah did, but it was it was faith that brought this on, and that is what pleased God. Not the fact that he built the ark, but the fact that he, he believed God. And so that's the root of everything in the Christian life. Uh, God's, you know, we were saved by grace through faith, is what, you know, Galatians tells us. I always, I used to struggle with that, wondering what that meant. We By grace you have been saved through faith. Well, it's through faith. Uh, that we've been able to receive the grace of God. It's really quite simple once we look at it. Faith being the the foundation uh, that brought us to salvation, that brought us to God's grace. We believed God. Uh, Abraham, you know, we're getting into Abraham here in, in Hebrews eleven eight. You know, it says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going, By faith he dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. It was, you know, by faith Abraham did all these things. But we go back to Genesis 15, 6, and God had made a promise to Abraham that his descendants would be many and that the seed, you know, essentially the seed that would save the world was going to come through Abraham. Genesis fifteen six says simply this, Abraham believed God and he counted it to him as righteousness. At that point, Abraham had not done anything. He hadn't done a thing. He simply believed God and God counted that, reckoned it as righteousness. That's what matters, is faith. Now, again, through faith, we're going to go and we're going to do a bunch of 
great things as a result of that faith. But as you were talking about, Cap, I think there's a lot of people doing a lot of good things, and they're not even doing it in faith. They're doing it perhaps out of obligation. They're doing it uh, out of duty because they think that's what they're supposed to do rather than simply believing God. And the life that I live in the body, Paul said, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We don't live our lives by trying to be good. We live our lives by, the, by faith in Jesus Christ. And these people all listed in Hebrews, although they didn't know the name Jesus, they knew Jesus because Jesus is the one. Jesus is Jehovah. Jesus is God. Jesus is, has been there all along. And they knew Christ, in a sense, through faith and not through what they did. Yeah, and we in the past couple of programs, we talked a little bit more about faith and what it is, so you can go back and listen to that. But what you were talking about a minute ago, Joel, in, in Ephesians, uh, we have been saved by grace through faith. And, and then Paul goes on to say, even that is not of yourselves. It is a gift from God. So it isn't something we, we try to muster up on our own as if we're lifting a barbell over our head. Um, faith is something that, that has been given to us. In other words, we, we have the ability to walk in faith, to operate in faith. It really comes down to a, a choice, a, a conscious decision that we are going to believe God and, and, and trust in Him that He will complete whatever it is that He wants to do. And, you know, a lot of times like Steve McVeigh talks about just trusting Christ to live his life that lives in us, to live that life through us, instead of us putting all the effort into it and having it come out all wrong, usually. Yeah, we we do not count on our own goodness. We do not put faith in our own goodness, or even in our ability to muster up a certain amount of faith. Because like you said, that faith is a gift from God. It's something I've been wanting to mention for several weeks as we've been going through this. Uh, maybe I'll just mention some of this real quick, but just to, to, to make the point that it's not about our goodness. It's not about what we do. All of these people, uh, at least most of them, as, as we look through all the people that are mentioned in Hebrews 11, they had some skeletons in their closet, uh, in their closets. They had some, yeah, some sinful behavior uh, that they carried out, and God still credited them <laughs> through the writer of Hebrews, with great faith. Abraham, we think of, you know, he's the father of our faith. You know what Abraham did? Uh, even after God had made the promise to him and uh, Abraham had been justified by faith, well, Abraham and his wife Sarah were in a foreign country. And what Abraham did was he told uh, King Abimelech that Sarah was his sister. Now, that was actually true because Sarah... And uh, Abraham, I believe they had the same father. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? Read Genesis 20 uh, and find out some of this. But anyway, uh, they basically withheld truth from the king to save Abraham's life. They lied, uh, in a sense, to save Abraham's life. He said, man, I thought that... uh, I thought that you were going to kill me if I told you that she was my wife, and so I just said that she's my sister. And things like that. Uh, Moses is listed in, in Hebrews 11. Moses murdered a guy. He killed an Egyptian, and and then Moses was credited with faith and nevertheless. And uh, we can't fail to mention the harlot Rahab in verse 31. A harlot, a prostitute, is listed in the Faith Hall of Fame. Not to... You know, not, not to dwell upon the sins of these people, not to th- say that, that, that it's great stuff, uh, but just to point out that these were ordinary people who 
they're in the Bible, and so when we see people in the Bible, we think, wow, they're great people, but these were ordinary, average sinners. God, through faith, justified them and included them in, in this uh, wonderful chapter about people, th- this great cloud of witnesses uh, that, that have gone before us. Well, and, you know, when I, when I think of Abraham, too, Joel, he, he wasn't always uh, hitting the mark. You know, when, when he chose, or when Sarah was in on it, when, when they chose to, you know, take the Egyptian woman, who was like their maidservant, and, and decided that maybe this was how, uh, you know, this might be a part of God's plan. In other words, when he took the responsibility upon himself to try to fulfill a promise that God had given him, uh, we're still dealing with that problem today over in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And, and so, again, coming back to just simply trusting in God and allowing him to, to fulfill what it is that he wants to do instead of us feeling like we've got to take on that responsibility for, uh, by ourselves. Yeah, this whole life in Christ, that's, that's what it's about. It's about God's grace, and it's about faith, not in ourselves, but in him. You know, we can't stress that enough because, there, you know, centuries went by where people trusted in themselves and in their own works. God even gave the law, and people actually thought that they could keep it. <laughs> people even came up to Jesus and asked, them, and asked Jesus how they could be justified, how they could receive eternal life. And Jesus said, you know, well, you know the law. And they said, well, yeah, I've kept it. You know, people like that who, who have seen uh, that there's such a thing called the law and have actually thought that they could keep it, trying to justify themselves before God through what they do, through keeping the law, through their own works. Whereas the total 180-degree opposite of that is not trusting in ourselves, not trusting in law, but trusting in God's work in us, trusting by faith in what God has already done for us and in his power and his life that lives in us. Uh, Time to wrap things up again uh, for this one, Cap. It's uh, Growing in Grace, the name of our program. I'm Joel Brzezicki, Mike Kapler with me. Check out, as uh, Cap said earlier in the program, archives of our program, Growing in Grace, at graceroots.org. We appreciate you being with us, and we'll be back again with you next time for more talk about Growing in Grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzicki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 